Hey, this is Homer Hargrove. I'm the pastor of Grape Top Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for connecting with our family today, and I hope this message inspires you and that it makes a difference in your life. Enjoy the message. Tomorrow is Father's Day, and I want to just be clear off the bat that Originally, I had planned to just do just go through our series and uh, leaders and authority, but felt really led to talk about something for Father's Day. And I want to just be very clear that I know that we didn't do a special Mother's Day message. Mm-hmm. And in no way at all are we trying to give more importance to Father's Day than Mother's Day. Right, no. It could sound biased yeah. since... I've been creating the series, and it seemed it could have even looked intentional, but I promise you, I just felt like today we needed to talk about something along the lines of Father's Day. Yeah. While back in May, I just we we continued the series, and so just got to get that out there, you know. Yeah, we know the heart, babe. It's all yeah, good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So, fathers and their children. This is um, this Father's Day is. I feel like every Father's Day is a day for people where they feel emotional in some way. And for some of you, Father's Day might, just as it's coming up, especially the day of, it might be a day of excitement, it might be a day of gratitude, or um, it might be a day where you're clenching your fist. It might be a day where you feel emotional, where you're looking back over years and years and wondering why. Mm -hmm. And... I don't want to start this tone as a bummer tone, but the the scripture that I just really felt on my heart to talk about this today is Psalm 27:10. And when I read this scripture, it is actually something that brought me to really trust into uh, put my trust in God. And it says, "Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close." And that with that as a uh, a preface um, I want us to first talk about the role and in, the roles and the importance of fathers in the world. Mm-hmm. Families are often made or broken because of fathers. You know, moms are like the blood of a family. It just, the life comes from moms. And with uh, fathers, it's almost like they operate as like the white blood cells. And it, you might hear our daughter crying again right now. Um, she's really going at it, guys, and it's it's With funny. With that being said, guys, yeah. I might have to not to interrupt. Get off for a second to go, you know, take care of yeah. that. And just on a random side note, don't mean to interrupt, but last week you might have noticed I ran away too, and I just want to put that out there if, if it was awkward or weird. Um, but now that it's Facebook official, I can let you know that we are expecting again. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Um, we're excited and nervous. Um, but I'm pregnant, and so my symptoms have been everywhere, especially in the evening. It's weird. And so I felt like I was about to fall over um, due to nausea and all kinds of things. So please don't mind if that ever happens again. But my heart <laughs> is to be with y'all. Amen. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I love you. Love you want to do the message, and I'll go take care of Joy? No, I might fall over again. So okay. <laughs> Um, excuse us, guys. Let me go take care of that, and I'll give you the, the go. Okay. Okay. All right. Love you. Um, so there you have it. Uh, we uh, I know that kind of was an interjection to our message today, uh, but 
we are pregnant. Uh, what a perfect time right around Father's Day for our, our third child. It will be, will be three under three. Um, that was not intentional on our part, but obviously God's. Um, but going back into what we're talking about, that families are really made or broken by fathers a lot of times. And I want to be clear in saying that a family can be made completely whole with just the mom. It, I'm not saying that a family is, is, dev, uh, is incomplete if the father is not around. That's, of course, not true. So many amazing people, so many amazing moms that have raised all of their kids without the help of any father, and they did it all on their own, and it is just an incredible strength that comes from these moms. What, what I'm getting at is that with fathers is that there is a job that is God, God-given in the role of a father. The Bible says that fathers are to love their family like, like Christ loved the church. And when we look at what some of those aspects are, the first one is unconditional love. That is something that we should expect from fathers. And I hope that through this message today, Look, I'm a dad myself. I, I, I'm a father of not only my, uh, my babies, but also our other kids that are older. And, and they, they really push me to be a better father. I want to be the good father for them. And there's so many of you dads that are watching this that you are a great dad. And we're going to get into that in a second. But there's so, so often this role of unconditional love in fathers is something that is like just absent so many times because so many dads are trying to push their kids and even though it's coming across as like they're trying to push them to go further or trying to um, show their support the best way that they can, children often take it as they don't love me because I'm not good enough. Uh, there's a, another aspect and role as a father is servanthood. The children are often looked at as, I once heard that kids, uh, that you only have kids so that they can uh, wash dishes, <laughs> which is obviously not true because most kids don't wash dishes that good. No offense, uh, my kids that are watching, but the, the idea that imagine fatherhood to where the father is the servant of the family, father eats last, the, the father serves everybody else first and eats last. Um, of the role, another role is redemptive. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, and it's a father's job to redeem the, his own children to where they don't carry those mistakes on their shoulders. It, it's father's job to be redemptive in the family. Um, it's a father's job to be gracious and supportive of what uh, of what his children set out to do, and. It's a, job, a father's job to be sacrificial, sacrificial for the family, not sacrificing the family for self. And, you know, this, this topic about fathers is, it really is just, let's just like not beat around the bush. There's an incredible deficit of fathers in our world. An incredible deficit. There are so many fathers missing from the scene. There's so many fathers that are around that people wish they weren't around. And with so many 
fathers being bad or simply absent, what really is so peculiar to me is that even with just a really crappy dad, let's just be blatantly real, even with horrible fathers, deadbeat dads, their children, for some just unbelievable reason, have such a strong, impeccable desire to have their father around still. Think about it. Even some of you who don't have your dad around, there's you so many times have this, this inkling, this longing that your dad would just be there. Even though you know that they're deadbeat, even though you know that they've hurt your family, you still have this weird desire of wishing that they were there. Maybe in a different way, but just wanting it. So many people that I've talked to who don't know their dads or um, their dads left when they're very small and they talk to me about how they want a relationship with this, this guy that's a complete stranger. I mean, think about how many stories you've heard, even just depicted in movies of these people that find out where their father is and all they want to go do is go meet them. Isn't that incredible? that you have such a strong desire to just know this complete stranger that has nothing to do with your life, but you want to go meet them. You just want to know them. It's this innate desire that's almost unexplained. It's like within our DNA that we long to know our parents. We long to be close to our parents no matter how cruddy they are. Isn't that just so weird? And it really is what is pushing me to give this message. Because I strongly believe that one of the, the biggest motivating factors for fathers to leave is because of doubt and insecurity. I've talked with a lot of absentee dads. I've talked to a lot of kids about their dads. And one of the underlying tones that I see of children wanting their, their dads to be a part of their lives is that even the children can see it is that they feel like their dad just can't make up for lost time. Not that the child feels that way, but that the child feels that that, that is what the dad thinks. That the dad feels like they're not good enough. That there's no way that the dad could uh, make up for all of the mistakes, all of the missed moments. And so many fathers feel that they're just simply not enough for their own children. Even though no one is perfect, this lie has caused so many dads to run away out of a fear of failure. Fear of failure. That's like a, a condition in mankind. And I really believe that the devil is good at working on our emotions. There, there's some... Uh, there's some theologies that believe every sin stems from either pride or perversion. And insecurity is actually a form of pride. It's not very it's not as popular as like egotistical or cocky or arrogant, but it actually has the same tone. It's all about me, myself, I. Instead of it just being I'm so great, it's I'm so lousy. And because insecurity feels so bad, we don't always equate it to being pride. But this pride that is within all of us 
it just for some reason grows into this incredible insecurity within fathers that drives so many to leave the scene. And I want to speak to both fathers and children for just a moment. To the dads, I really want to just, I want us to just identify the reality of what we've been feeling. Let's just identify the truth of why have I been running away all this time? Why do I try to spend so much time at work instead of at home? Why am I always finding a reason to leave the house? Why don't I call? Why am I not there? And I really want you to evaluate those moments, those moments that that pick at you at the most random times, and it's almost like these questions that go unanswered within yourself. And let's just identify them for what they are. You are insecure of being the good father. You're insecure and you're scared that you are going to jack your kids up. That you're going to do something, that you're going to just do something wrong. There's all of this not good enough, not worth for your own kids. And yet they are begging for your time. They're wishing that you were around. And you keep shucking them off because you're too scared. Dad, it's time to man up. It's time to just let the past be the past. It doesn't matter what you've done. It's time to start right now. There might be some making up to do, but you, you just need to start where you're at. Don't try to wait till you feel like you're good enough to be a dad. I don't think that's ever going to happen. None of us feel like we're really good enough to be fathers, but we have to still be fathers. So rise up, go to your kids, call your kids and do what is right. Those are your children. They don't have any other dad, but you, you can get other kids, but they can't get another dad. And even so many abandoned kids will tell you that have been fathered by other men that there's still this void of their real father. They can have the best substitute dad, but at the end of the day, they don't have the real dad. They, they might even prefer to be with the substitute dad, but they still want the real dad to at least call and let, just know within themselves that their dad, their, their biological dad cares about them. So stop, I almost said some unchoice words, stop being so timid. Stop being so scared and man up Talk to your kids. Even if there's somebody else's kids now, talk to your kids. They still need you. And now to the kids, to the children, no matter how old you are, you need to understand some very powerful truths, and that is you are valuable. You are so incredibly valuable, and you are worth the time to be spent with. You are incredibly unique. You are a perfect creation. And you need to know that every moment that's been missed by your father here on earth has been remembered by your father in heaven. He has not missed those birthdays. He has not missed those phone calls. He is waiting with you every moment. And it breaks his heart to see the bad stewardship. It breaks his heart to see the bad stewardship over fatherhood that you've had to receive. 
You need to know it is unjust. But you need to know, don't make, don't let that, that thread of insecure, uh, that insecure identity follow from your father to you. He may still feel like he's not worthy to be your dad, but you are still worth it. You are still valuable. So please resonate with this, that, that you matter, that you deserve a good father. And this really leads me into our closing. I know this wasn't that long today, but the identity of our God, the identity that God chooses to reveal himself to us is as a father. When you look at so many other religions, they have dozens and dozens of names for God. Warrior, shield, uh, provider, healer, there's so many, but in the Christian faith, we are so unique because we call God Father. And even in the book of Matthew, when the disciples were asking Jesus how to pray, he said, pray like this, say, Father who art in heaven. And when the term that he uses, Father, is, it's the word Abba. And it's a very personal way to call your Father. It's like saying Daddy. And in the culture at the time, there was so much distance between God and people because of sin. And so people would, people would first say, we're, we're children of Abraham, meaning that Abraham was so close to God. That's the closest that we can get is that we're his children. And here Jesus is saying, be the children of God. You don't, have to, you don't need any mediator anymore for you. I'm that. And Jesus says, call him daddy. Call him dad. I know you're there in heaven. I know that you are good. I know that you're holy. That's how he starts the prayer and says, pray like this. You know, from that moment to all the way to the garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus is crying out saying, God, Father, if this cup can pass from me, let it be so. But if it's your will, I want your will to be done, not mine. And there's this moment of incredible anguish of right being about to go to the cross. And when he says, Father, if this cup can pass from me, it's that same word, Abba. Saying, Dad, if this can pass, if I don't have to do this, Dad, I don't want to do it, but I want what you want. It's just such a personal cry saying, Dad, I don't know what to do. But I know that you already told me I need to do this, but I'm scared. And all the way to the cross, when all of the sin of the world was upon Jesus' shoulders, and God had to turn his face from him because the sin of the world was on his shoulders on the cross. Jesus quotes Psalm 22, and he says, Father, why have you forsaken me? He's saying, Dad, where are you? Where are you? And in that moment, Jesus completely filled the world, the world with not sympathy, but identity. Because that was the closing moment where Jesus has been through everything that every person could go through. He, he went through happiness and he went through betrayal. He, he went through this, all of the, the pain of this world all the way to the point of not having a father. 
in that moment, he said, Dad, where are you? And my heart is really incredibly moved right now, just thinking about how many people are asking that question, Dad, where are you? And when we, when we have so much anger towards our dads, it, it turns into, God, where are you? God, where are you? Why did you leave me like my dad left me? And I want to share this verse in Romans chapter 8, verse 15. It says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves, and said you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. Dad. And I wanted to end on this verse because we really perceive God, our Heavenly Father, through the lens of our earthly father. I have a really great relationship with my dad now, but it wasn't always that way. There's a lot of times where I felt like there's this giant void between me and my dad. This, this big, dark mystery and for years, I viewed God in that light, feeling like even though I could see him or feel him or hear him, that there is still this huge void between us. That I would never really know God. That he would never really want to know me. And so many of us are looking at our Heavenly Father through the lens of our earthly father. And... I feel like God's message in the Word, in the Bible, is just so resounding about He constantly calls us His children. He constantly tells us that He loves us. He constantly gives examples of, of fathers who love their children. And He says, I, even, you, even wicked fathers know how to give good gifts. How much more do I want to give a good gift to you? It's not even the, the imagery of the prodigal son, of how the father was waiting for the son to return, just anticipating for his son to return so he could embrace him with that redemptive love. And so, even with all of this imagery, we still have this view of God of being fearful slaves instead of adopted children. And we have this this nature about us that tries to earn God's love instead of trying to accept it as our father. And with all my kids, they're all unique. They're all different. And I love each of them. I love my rebellious kids and I love the good kids. I, I, love, I love every aspect of each of my children. And they're so incredibly unique. They're so different, and yet I love them so much, equally. And God is trying to tell you today that He loves you, that He loves you so much, and that weight that you're carrying, that you are not worthy, that you are unloved, that you are unwanted, those are lies that you need to throw off of your shoulders. That weight is not for you to carry. You need to accept the love of the Father today. With that being said, I want us to pray and if that's you and you need that moment, you need to just really enter into this father and child relationship with God.
I want you to pray with me. Say, Jesus, you made a way for me. And I want to take that way. I want you to show me the Father's heart. I want you to show me what this relationship is really like. I know that you died on the cross for my sins to make a way for me. And I believe that you rose from the dead. So be the Lord of my life, the Savior of my soul. Be the Father of my life. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that with us today, we really want to connect with you. This is, I mean, church is supposed to be family. And I don't know what your family has been like growing up, but this is a family that where we want to grow together. Where we want to see how we're doing. Not as an accountability checkup, but as a I care about you checkup. I love you. Let's walk together in this journey. Because I, when I'm weak, you can be strong. When you're weak, I can be strong. And we build each other up. And we really want you to, to not have to go through this journey alone. So if you did pray that prayer, especially for the first time, please send us a message and connect so that we, uh, we can grow together as a, as a family, as a body of Christ. With all that being said, that concludes our Father's Day uh, message. I hope that it was meaningful for you. I hope if you were a dad listening to this message that you'd feel encouraged to be the best, dad, the, the best dad that you can be today. And that you would not let fear or insecurity stop you from simply being that dad. You, you are good enough to be the father of those children. And you need to just do what you can. Do what you possibly can to be there for them. Because no matter what mistakes you've made, your children still want you. Even if they may say the complete opposite, there's a deep inner longing that we have for our parents. And if you're a kid of somebody, no matter how old you are, and you've just been so hurt by your father, I just want you to know that I'm sorry. That is an incredible pain that, that there are just not words to make it better. But you need to know that that pain is not deserved. That you are valuable, you are worth it, and your heavenly Father is there for you. And He wants to be there in those moments that are special. All that being said, we love you so much. Uh, I, I really, every time I think about my Gravetop family, I get excited because you guys have really been the best church I could ever be a part of. I love y'all so much. And as we close out, if you have it on your hearts to give today, you can do that by either just going to gravetop.com, click the Give tab, and you can give online there. It also tells you different ways that you can give, like giving through third-party apps like Cash App or Venmo. Um, you can even mail in your gift. It all says it there. But I want to just emphasize that the heart of giving is not about trying to check off a box. It's not... It, God is not going to be like, how much did you give? Because that's a qualifier to enter into heaven. We enter into heaven because of Jesus. Giving, I think one of the most amazing purposes for it is a, is a double-sided coin. It's a two-sided coin. And one side of that coin is that it makes our heart more like the Father's. Because He gave to us. 
He gave his only begotten son. And every time that we give, it just forces our heart to become more like the Father's. Another side of that coin is that we are able to be used by God, stewards of prayers for others when we give. And we're able to make a difference with our giving. God is so amazing how he, how he uses the, the simple act of generosity to both change our hearts and make a difference in other hearts. And so if that's on your heart today, I pray that be a, uh, something done genuinely authentic, uh, off with authentic, man, my words are jumbled, with authenticity and that you would not feel compelled to do it out of uh, persuasion, out of pressure, but it would just really be between you and God. Um, all that being said, we love y'all so much. I hope y'all have an amazing Father's Day tomorrow, no matter where you're at. And if you don't have anybody to spend Father's Day with tomorrow and you're already getting bummed out about it, message us and you're going to come over to our house. We'd love for you to be a part. We're going to go all out for, for Father's Day for me. I have so many kids. I could give you one. Just come and, and join us. We'd love for you to be a part. Um, but uh, with that being said, we, we care about you. We love y'all. I hope y'all have a great rest of your evening. God bless you. I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you did, there's a couple things that you could do to connect. First is to subscribe to our show so that the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. And second is if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can click the link in the description or visit our website, gravetop.com, and you can give now. I'll see you next time on the Gravetop Church Podcast.